0: Welcome back. Welcome back to Beautifully Seasoned. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. This podcast, I'm telling you, we are on fire. We are talking today about needing a man. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is because it is just popping up in conversations, and men are being offended, and women are saying, I don't need a man, and I just want to get a little perspective about this. I'm going to give you my perspective, and I'm going to peel back those layers like I always do, and just get some little clarity on that whole statement of needing a man. And yeah, that's what I'm thinking about today. But first, you know I'm going to add to your spiritual garden. You know I always do. And so I have a scripture for you that I would like to share. And this is basically, it, it kind of hits to the point of what we're going to talk about today. It says, it's from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 12. However, woman isn't independent from man, and man isn't independent from woman in the Lord. As woman come from man, so also man comes from woman, but everything comes from God. And so that definitely resonates what we we're going to talk about today as far as needing a man, needing a man. Now, I, you know what, I want to give you my perspective of this. And I truly feel when a woman says that she doesn't need a man, I think it's coming from a place of not feeling vulnerable because in vulnerability it means it kind of shows your weaknesses and we don't want to look at ourselves as being weak. And then also on the other hand, we have a lot of single mothers out there. And the fact is, a lot of women have to be so sufficient. They had to take care of their children and provide clothing and food and shelter where men was not there. And so, when you think about it, you have a lot of women who were brought up in households headed by women, and they saw their mothers struggling. They saw their mothers uh going and having two and three jobs just to make. Uh, ends meet to pay the rent or whatever that's needed in that household because the father wasn't there. And I'm not saying that's all the cases, but let's be real. There is a massive amount of single women out there. And there also are men who are not taking care of their children. And in that, women had to be independent. They had to be. We have to be. We don't have men that's taking care of us. And, and or not being a helpmate for us, and so I think that's where that comes from. When a woman says she doesn't need a man, in actuality, she doesn't. She doesn't need a man. It's not saying that she wouldn't like a man, but she doesn't need a man because she's able to take care of herself. She's paying her own bills. She's getting her going and getting our oil changed from her car. Whatever is something that's going on in the house that she needs repair. I guess you could say she needs... Either she's going to do it or she's going to hire someone to come do it. I have a friend. She could do almost anything in her household. She could fix almost anything. And she must have learned that through the years. That she actually knows how to go, okay, my toilet is messing up. I know how to go inside and do whatever, tinkle with this and that. I know how to do that. I uh, She just knows how to maneuver and solve those problems in her household. And she had to learn that. She had to learn that. So it's either she had to learn it or she's going to have to hire someone to come do it. And so in that whole statement of need, not needing a man, I believe it's just a point of self-survival, of self-survival. And if you meet a woman, if I'm having any gentlemen on here, if you meet a woman who's saying that she don't need a man, basically she might not. Now look, we we all want a soft, warm body in bed. We all want that companionship, and we do. But sometimes you have to think about this: what is a woman to do? When there's no one in her life like that. What is a woman to do? She has to still take care of herself. She still has to feel good about herself. She still has to work on herself until that person comes in her life that is she's compatible with. And so this whole statement about needing a man, I don't feel men should be offended. I believe that it's, it's more to it, just just the statement. I believe that for a woman saying it, it's basically, she's basically saying that I have to take care of myself. And in that, needing puts you in the space of uh, dependence. Needing someone puts you in the space of where they are actually in control of your life, I believe, when you need someone. And when I think about that, I guess I'm thinking about an infant. And when an infant needs a parent or they need an adult to take care of them, they're not self-sufficient. They're babies, of course. When you need someone, it's almost like they're, they're your only way. That's the only way is through them. And we know that that's not the fact. It's like we have to go to work. We have to still sustain our life. We still have to manage our life. And so a lot of men are not around to help with that. A lot of men aren't, and that's the reality. And so I think that's what that's coming from, not needing a man. I don't think it has anything to do with saying that men, all men are bad or bashing men. It's just that women are in a position now that they had to take care of themselves. And yeah, you know, the only thing we can't do is have sex by ourselves. And in a way you could still do that. They got stuff out there for that. <laughs> they, uh, substitutes, I guess you could say. But for the most part, uh as far as financially, um, that you know, that's I believe that's where that's coming from. So just to get that out the way, not to be bashing men. We know there are good men out there, but a lot of women had to go out and, and just take care of themselves. And then when you think about this. You have uh, a lot of single mothers that their daughters and sons have seen them struggle, seen them go out and have to work and, and, and make ends meet, as they used to say. And then they tell their daughters, make sure you have some money put away. Make sure you have some money on your own so you're not depending on a man. So you're not depending on, so if he walks away, at least you have money to take care of yourself. Unfortunately, that's the way we have to think. And, and and if she's a single mom, someone walked away from her. Someone left her with the children. So, yeah, that's only fair. And I, like I said before, I believe it's a matter of self-survival. And I think that's what it's meant to do. It's just meant to express that, you know, we have to still live. And we we have to be able to take care of ourselves and manage our life and manage our finances. Um, And then, you know what? I do want to make a point, too, that our society has um, really, uh, I guess you can say, just thrown a stone at some of our black men, and we know what systemic racism looks like, and we know that... Uh, a lot of times we might get that promotion before our men do, so we know that it is a lot of black women professionals out there, um, and sometimes it's like that war war between us, you know, where we're, we're being accepted more in society than they than the black man is, black man is rather, and uh, and, and it's almost like it's a war between us. And, you know, and this is not right. I don't know what's going on with the black family. I just know that it has deteriorated over the years and it's not as strong. I don't see it as strong as before we have a lot of black men talking about black woman and she's not this, she's too loud, she's doing this. And then you had a black woman talking about the black man, he's out cheating, he's doing this and he's doing that. And it's almost like a war between us. And it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. Black love is beautiful love. It's a beautiful thing. And the sad part about it is that we don't hear other cultures talk the great they're um they're uh each other. You don't hear Asians talking oh yeah, them a yeah, they don't they don't do nothing. They lazy or whatever. We don't hear that and we don't hear them talking about their men. We don't hear the Hispanics doing that. We don't hear even Caucasian people doing that. It seems like it's only in, in our culture. And it's so sad to say cuz black love is beautiful love. It's beautiful. And so it, it's just a lot that goes on with that. And I'm not going to go more deep into it, but we know a lot of it does stem with society. It stems with our beginnings. It stems with, um, you know, slavery and how we were brought here and all, all those preconceptions that's in our mind about each other that just trickled down into our culture today. And so I just really don't like to hear you know, just the, uh, the man and woman just colliding and not getting along and and definitely about us degrading one another. It's just, it's just not good. It's not because we're all in this together. And, uh, but you know, we, we evolving, we're evolving because there is still black love out there (laughs) and there's love for you if you're looking for love. So, and then that brings me to my next point. I want to talk about standards. So now that I got the needing man, out, not needing a man out the way, we now got a better understanding about that. It has nothing to do with bashing men. It just has to do with women have to be sufficient and taking care of themselves. And sometimes it's like there's no men out there, and what am I to do? I still got to take care of myself. I just got to go ahead and live my life, pay my bills. And do whatever I need to do. And so instead of just anybody, I'm not going to just take anybody just to have a man. And we do have women like that. She's just going to have anybody, anybody just to have a one person in bed next to her. You have some women, they have standards. And whether those standards are realistic or not, that's up to her to reevaluate, that's up to her to assess. Whether or not, wait a minute, is my standards really, does they make sense? Or, you know, are these really true standards that could be fulfilled? That's kind of up to her in the end that she will have to make that decision. But I want to talk a bit about standards. So... We know in, in, in this, single, this single world, that journey of being single, we know that sometimes that that could be frustrating because sometimes you are left with the decision whether or not you're going to just go ahead with this guy and you know he's not quite like your type. But just because you're single, uh, maybe he'd be better than nobody and you're going to go ahead and tolerate that. But I'm here to tell you. I am not selling at all. I have already been through heartbreak. I have missed the red flags. So this time it's going to be, I, I know he's not going to be perfect because I'm not perfect. And so I'm not expecting him to be perfect. And But I do know that 80-20 rule. And I know that, you know, usually you can get 80% from someone. And so I'm striving for that 80%. And so, yeah, that's what's going to happen in this over here, in these parts, okay? So I want to just tell you that there's nothing wrong with setting standards. nothing wrong with that you don't want to just have someone just take of having them we have some sisters out there that are doing that and they could say hey i'm in a relationship and he's around cheating and doing all kinds of stuff or he's being abusive or it's all kinds of things going on but it's because they just settled just to have someone but i encourage you beautifully seasoned sisters if you are single you don't have to settle it's okay God will bring someone into your life. You just do what you need to do in the meantime and taking care of you, healing from your past, and and just really getting to know yourself. And that's so important. So as we move on, I I did some research on the internet and I really did find a little of this and a little of that about setting standards and raising your standards as you're dating. If you're trying to just find someone to, to, to be in your life, whether it's casually, whether it's in marriage, whatever that is and whatever makes sense to you right now in this time in your life. First of all, I'm going to say, oh, dude, what do you want? What do you want? A lot of us don't know what we want. what do you want? And like I said before, we got the 80-20. So... You have to make a decision on what are those non-negotiables in your life? What are those non-negotiables? You know, okay, if he has a job, okay. You know, or if he drinks. If he drinks and you know he drinks, you know, you have to be ready for that. If that's somebody you want that drinks a lot, and and that's a potential uh, alcohol problem, someone who talks disrespectful, You know, um, it it depends on what you want. So you need to know what you want. I would suggest that you write it down. Write down some non-negotiables that you can say, this is what I want in a man. These are some things that I'm really looking for. We need to be realistic. We know no one's 100%. So let's be realistic with that. But what do you really want? Do you want a casual relationship? Do you want marriage? Do you want a committed relationship? Do you want... And, and that's... You got to be able to ask them that too. And if it's any men listening, be it, do that too. What do you want from her? What do you want in a woman? Okay? So, and let's not get... um. And speaking of men, let's not get really wrapped up into the social media images on TV because I think for a woman of men are brainwashed into these images on TV. Some of them don't understand that those are makeup artists and, you know, these uh, stylists, you know, that's not the real woman. You have women out here, these natural, beautiful women. We we just have to be able to know what reality of fantasy is, I believe. So, yeah, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, also I want to talk about the high value woman. Let's talk about that for a minute because we hear about men always talk about a high value woman, what woman looks like and who she is as a high value woman. And so I'm going to share with you my definition of a high value man because we hear about a high value woman all the time. This is what they want, but Hey, speaking for me, beauty season. This is a high valued man. High valued man. A high valued man to me is a man who knows the Lord, and when you know the Lord and you you have a spiritual connection, then I believe it sets a foundation for your life things that you will do, things you won't do. It's like you conduct your life being conscious of God, being conscious that he is here. And and, and you want to live your life in a a decent way that honors God. And I think to me, that's a high value man. And I'm sorry, if you're, you're not spiritually connected, you might not agree with me, but I believe that that is very true in my case. As a matter of fact, I think it would be wonderful to be able to pray pray with my husband, pray for my better half, pray with him. I think that would be just wonderful. Um, also, a man who has integrity. And that a man has integrity is a man who is loyal and honest. And no, don't get me wrong, we know nobody is 100% honest all the time. But for the most part, he's honest. He's not out trying to trick, deceive, manipulate. He can tell you straight off how he feels with tack, of course. And you know, and taking other people's feelings, of course. But a man who has integrity. And I don't know many men that are like that. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, A man who is respectful. Of course, respectful. That he respects you. Um, I think that's a high-value man. Uh, this is a man who values you as a woman. He treats you like a queen. I believe that's a high-valued man. That doesn't take anything away from him to treat you like a queen. And you know us. You have a man that treats us like a queen. We would give him anything, okay? A man who has a great sense of humor. I think a high-valued man is able to just just to relax and talk and, and has a great communication style where he talks and it flows and we're laughing. He's adventurous. I believe that he likes to do and try new things. And and I think that's wonderful. Okay. And then a man who has self-confidence is a high value man, a man who is know who he is as a man, not being arrogant, but knowing who he is as a man. And, And we don't see a lot of that. And so to me, those are some qualities that um that are of a high value man I did mention intelligence I know I did uh, physically uh, healthy he takes care of himself he's not just sitting around eating two or three plates and, and and just letting himself go he is really trying to take care of himself trying to be healthy and 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 just being uh I guess he practices self love too in a way I guess you could say. <laughs> okay. So yeah, those are some of the qualities that I feel that's high value man. We don't talk about that too much. We always talk about what the high value woman is. The pressure on us to be these things, you know, but that is my impression on a high value man. So I'm asking you, what is your what are your qualities of a high value man? What do you think a high value man is? And so I would be interested in knowing about that. You can always send me, drop me a line and standing inside myself, a journey of self-love, wisdom, and power and purpose. And yeah, give me an idea what your example of a high-value man is. Okay, so as we move along, talking about raising our standards, I want to talk about something that I saw that I thought was quite interesting. Now, I saw this article on your attachment style. And so, as we are dating, as we do going out and we just learning and meeting new people, we all have a way of attaching to other people. And a lot of times it's from our childhood and it's almost like a personality kind of thing. And uh, but some of it could be a detriment to your dating life. And so, let's talk about that. Um, the first one that I found is called us anxious. It's anxious, being anxious. And in being anxious, you're struggling with communicating in fear of losing the other person. So you are, you are fearful of losing that other person. So you're going to try to say the right things. You're going to try to look the right way. You know, you're, um you're clingy so that means that you want to you 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 want to be around them it's like you you're suffocating them so to speak uh because you and i to me another word for this is desperation and we know we see a lot of this out here that women who just want someone so bad and i get it you want somebody so bad it's just like you just want to be just just be their everything and you cling to them and you and and it's just it's just not healthy. It just shows a low self self-esteem as well. Because you're worthy, you're worthy, okay? And you're valued too. And so you don't have to be in fear of someone not liking you. Either they like you or they don't. And if they don't, then you just move on. That's it. And even though it might be difficult, because you, you know, you're trying to find someone, and, and if you're not, especially. If you're not this quote unquote image of a woman that we see on TV, you know, let's say you, you might be overweight or you might just look different. And so sometimes that could be hard because you really want someone in your life, but you don't look like these other people. Believe me when I say there's someone for everyone out there. And if you would just concentrate on working on you and being the best you, you can be, you could be Full and healed and whole, and then I'm sure that person will find a way to you in some way. Um, also, after uh, anxious, we have avoidant. So, an avoidant person what is an avoidant person? That is a person who's fearful, they self sabotage, prevents it to prevent a healthy relationship, they fear being rejected. And they have low self-esteem. And so that fear of being rejected. um, So they try to to put things in place or self-sabotage the relationship. And so it could be starting an argument just so the person will leave. Or just do some things just to repel the person from them. Because they fear of being rejected. And so they feel, let me get out of this first before they hurt me. And so I believe that 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 comes from uh, your past relationships, your past experiences that you've had went through and you're not totally healed from that. And so in that, I would say uh, just to take your time before you go into another relationship. If you've gotten out of one, it takes time to heal. It takes time, you know, for you to just... um, heal 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 and become whole and so that takes time and so yeah i could see how that could be uh, really toxic you being fearful and then you putting things in place to to, to make the person leave or to, to cause confusion because you want to you don't want to be rejected and so yeah that's an attachment style that's an attachment style and the third one is an avoidant dismissive. You are too independent in the I don't need a man mindset. So you're meeting this person. You are independent. You have been taking care of yourself for years. Let's just say that. So you don't have to express that to him. He doesn't need to know you are who you are apparently you've been doing something to help to take care of yourself because you just meeting him and you come in there already, right? <laughs> okay, so you don't have to make it seem like, look, I don't need you, I don't need nobody, I don't care. You know, we don't need that. You are who you are. You could be an independent woman. Now, listen, I know Uh, I've heard this before where a man said that When he asks a woman if he she needs his help, and if she says no, that's they. It I guess it turns them off somewhat. So sometimes men want to help, and so sometimes if you're independent, you have to get used to someone helping you, and so you might have to say you carrying five bags. I got it. That's okay. I got it. (laughs) No, you guys like, okay, thank you, here, thank you. That took me a while to do that. I mean, I'll be like so used to doing it, and it's like, I got it. And and it's like, they ask it for a reason, so let them take the bags, you know. They trying to help, you know, you need some help with this, sure, you know. And then a lot of times, too, ladies, I must admit, sometimes we don't want the help because we think that they going to want something in return. And so we already know that trick. I, you know, if I take you out, then you're going to want, oh, okay, that means I, you want me to have sex with you because you bought me dinner. And, and yeah, that's, that's going on now. And I'm like, really? A <laughs> lot. And then you're thinking, and then that's why I think some women might say, that's okay, I'll buy my own dinner. We'll meet up, I'll buy my own dinner. Because if you think that I'm going to have sex with you because you bought my dinner on the first date, that's just not, it's just crazy out there. I just believe it's crazy. That's insane. It is to me. I mean, what happened to, I'm just going to do something nice to you because I think you are valuable. I think you might be someone that I want to get to know more, but we don't have people like that all the time. And so, yeah, that is part of that. I believe that's sometimes what women do say, I'm independent, I don't need a man. But we talked about that before. A lot of times it's just, I don't want to be vulnerable and um, I, I'm just self-surviving. I'm surviving and that's what I'm doing. So yeah, think about that. And then lastly, for attachment style, is secure. That's what I want to be secure is you feel safe and stable when in a relationship. And your communication flows easily. And so we know when you meet someone and you just yelling and it's just you going back and forth and you're talking and you laughing, it's like, hey, I really like this person. I like what they're saying. It seems like we're kind of compatible here. It, it's good, it feels good, it feels right. And so I'm going to just still date this person and I'm still gonna get to know this person. I know that I I can't know everything about them on the first date. I'm just that's just a, a, a introduction, and so I might want to date that person some more. And so, hmm, think about those attachment styles and think about where you fit in with them. And if you're in the first three, it might be some things that you might have to just work on, maybe even before you date. We want to bring a whole person to the to the person. We want to be whole and we want to be healed. And then speaking of that, my next uh, tip for raising your standards is those toxic belief systems that we learned as children. Now, we've learned, and, and some women have learned this, that if you have a single mom And she's out and she's working and working, working. We're not thinking too honorable about men. And so we might even, we we might have been even told that all men are dogs. And so that might be in our mind. All men are dogs. And so we growing up, yeah, we have relationships with them. But we know in the end they can not be trusted. They cheaters and things like that. So we have to be really conscious of those toxic beliefs that we were taught as children. And don't let them uh, uh, seep into our adult life and in our minds. So, yeah, let's think about that. Uh, We want to approach our life in a more um, organic way. And so we want to give everybody a fair chance when we meet them and not based on something that somebody, other experiences that they might have had. If we have our own experience, we could say that but not because someone else says something because of their experience. And so, yeah, keep that in mind. Um, You know what? One thing that raise your standards, and I know this seems like it's not even mixed, it's not even meant to be in this list, but it's like learn how you want to be treated. Learn how you want to be treated. And how are you going to know that? You have to know yourself. You have to learn yourself, and so you learn yourself back. maybe taking yourself out. You might want to take yourself out to dinner, okay, and you know what? It was only maybe a few years ago that I actually took myself out to dinner for the first time, you know, except going through a drive through right? I mean, sitting down at a restaurant and really sitting there and really enjoying a meal alone. And so I don't know about you, but if you haven't done that, I encourage you to try that. Take yourself out to a nice restaurant and just eat. And I know it might seem uncomfortable because you know what? The world is made up on a couples, a couples concept. You know, everything is couples. People are out in couples. And so, you know, you see couples everywhere. And so especially in restaurants, but you have to learn how to be on your own, be be able to spend time with you so that when you could spend time with someone else, I think it would be valuable. And you will bring more to the table if you already know how to be with you. And so then when you be with that other person, you're already whole before you met the other person. Okay. So you're not looking for someone else to validate you. You're not looking for someone else to make you whole because they can't, they don't have that power. They can't. Okay. (laughs) All right. And then also, oh, with the solo, like I said, I did dinner, but I haven't done the movie yet. I haven't done movies. But I did that, and I did my trip. And I talked about that on several other of my podcast episodes where I actually went to Hawaii by myself. And so that was, like, amazing. So I I just feel like a big girl now. I do. I feel like I put on my big girl panties, (laughs) as they say. So, yeah, it was amazing. So, yeah, I mean, even if you... Um, did a short trip, or you did, uh, like I said, the dinner, or something like that, just to learn how to be on your own by yourself. Everywhere you go, absolutely not. But learning how to be with you so that you can bring your best self to a relationship. Uh, also, last but not least, no, that's not last, uh, be, be paying attention to mixed signals when you meet someone. And so, if this person is not, you feel like you're not compatible with it. Don't try to press it. Don't think that you can groom them and change their mind. If they not, they're not. You know what you want, right? And so, if they not, you need to cut that off. Look, we're not compatible. Now, I want to exp- I want to uh, share with you uh, a gentleman that I I met, and uh, we were talking. And he talked a lot about himself. So the whole time he was talking about himself, talking about himself, and I'm listening. I'm a good listener. I'm like, ah, oh, oh, that's good. Oh, that's great. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. And the little, the small amount of time that I was able to get my input in, and whatever I was expressing, he was already kind of cut me off to say more of what he wanted to say. And so I noticed that, but then I just kept kept talking with him and, you know, talking and everything. And um, after a while, I'm like, it's not working. And especially when I was telling him about my podcast and he just seemed like he didn't comment on it. He didn't say anything about it. And during all this time I was talking with him, he didn't ask me a lot about me. You know, he'll just say, How was your day? and that's it. And then it would be mostly about him. And so, I mean, that wasn't compatible with me. Our communication for me is very important. And we will have to flow together. So it would be little you, little me. And we go flow back and forth and that whole kind of communication. But it wasn't that. It was all basically him. I would say 75% of conversation was about him. And. You know what it was told to me that he was just probably trying to impress me. And, you know, that's nice. And, and, you know, but I mean, I just didn't feel that we were compatible because he dominated the conversation talking about himself. And so I don't know. I, I just had to tell him I didn't think we were compatible. He didn't like it, but I had to cut that off instead of just keep going with that. You know, because remember that my attachment style is definitely not desperation. <laughs> okay. So I'm not, I'm not desperate. So it's like, why waste his time? Why waste my time that this is not going to go anywhere? Cause I already have counted you out. So there you go. Um, and allow him to be who he is up front. So you talking, you allow him to flow, but you know what? Don't get it wrong. We all on our best behavior. You know when we meet someone. So we all like perfect, right? So it takes a while for somebody's flaws to surface. And so, but in the meantime, allow that person to talk and really get to know that person. It's going to take more than one day. It's going to take more than two days. And so allow them to do that. And then you do the same. Okay. And just take your time because you know what? This is... This is your relationship, and it takes time to develop one, and you're worth it. You're worth waiting and not rushing into something that you're going to regret later, okay? So those are some of some tips that I found that I thought was really helpful in uh, raising your standards um, when you're trying to meet someone, Um, and I just hope they helped you out a little bit. I also found some little quotes that I want to share with you, and I just thought they would kind of resonated with this podcast. And so, yeah, listen up to these. If you don't find your worth, you don't find your worth in a man. You find your worth in yourself and then find a man who is worthy of you. Remember that. Now, I don't have an author for that, but yeah, they hit it on the point. A man who is worthy of you. You're not finding your worth in him. You find that he's, he's going to find his word, your worthiness. He's going to fire you that, okay? Also, here's another one. At this age, I am only interested in consistency, stability, respect, and loyalty. And I—and that's beautiful, That's the only thing I'm concerned about. Consistency, stability, respect, and loyalty. And then I guess I'm going to add honesty. Tell me up front. Be honest with me, okay? (laughs) And then also, oh, I got to add another one to that one. Spirituality. You got to have that connection with God in some way. You got to be spiritually connected. You know, that being a part of your life in some way. And that's just me. I just personalize that, okay? (laughs) Okay. All right. And then here's another one I want to share. Don't be a woman who needs a man. Be a woman a man needs. Now, I'm still playing on that word need because I think with need, it gives somebody a control that, that you can't do something in order to have that. And so maybe I'm going, I'm taking it over the top, but I don't think that need should be there, because people are fickle, and they'll change on you, and so it should not be a need for anyone, it should be, I like you to be in my life, I love you being in my life, but not that I need you in my life, I think that becomes, that's a part of desperation, I think, so, but that's just my opinion, that's just my opinion, (laughs) okay, and so I have one more for you, and this is what I found as well, I used to think I was being too picky, but I deserve someone who wants to know about me. It might sound silly, but I don't wanna be out here messing with people who never asked my favorite color or if I ate today. I deserve someone who wants to hear my dreams just as much as I want to hear theirs. I deserve the same energy and effort. I like that, I do. Someone who cares about me, who wants to know me. And so I'm going to end with that. I just think that's amazing. Someone who wants to know about you, who values you as a woman, who values you and you are valuable. Now, you know what? I think that what sometimes makes this a challenge when we're dating is because sometimes men, they have this whole fantasy about what a woman looks like and, and this whole standard of beauty. And then you have women out here. Well, let's say you're overweight or you might not have those looks like on TV. It doesn't mean that you're not beautiful. It just means you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And there is someone who's going to appreciate who you are, the way you are. And so I would just suggest that you... Keep on loving yourself. Keep on working on yourself. And I know it might get lonely sometimes, but you stick in there. And I'm sure God is going to send someone your way that looks at you and values you of who you are. So you take that one to the bank, honey. I'm telling you. Okay? So thank you so much for joining me today on Beautifully Seasoned. I suggest that you get my book, Standing Inside Myself, A Journey of Self-Love, Wisdom, Power, and Purpose. And you can get that on Amazon. So go ahead and get that and go ahead and read about my story. And then also you could go to my website. And that is at you com. There's some articles on there that I think that you will really enjoy and be inspired from. Um, also, send me your comments. Send me your comments at standinginsidemyself6. That's the number six at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope that I shared something that was inspired, that inspired you, that interests you in some way. But, you know, before I go, I am going to say my prayer for Joe Osteen to you. You know I am. <laughs> you are blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, ex- accepted, and approved. You're not average, sis, and you're not mediocre. You are a child of the Most High God, and you will become all you was created to be. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I pray that for you, sis. I really do. Thank you for joining me today. Don't forget, donate to my podcast on Acre FM. And grab me a cup of green tea, i like that. And send me your comments, I will appreciate that as well. Share with someone, please share. And I thank you, and you have a nice night. I know I'm going to get ready for bed. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye-bye.